Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurad. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have a great episode on the 239 Uncensored podcast today. We have Kristen Herrera. Kristen, welcome to the studio. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think about the studio? I always like to ask people when they first come in. When I first walked in, I honestly had no idea what to expect. When I walked in, I was like, yes. Like, just the environment, the ambiance, the, the atmosphere you create for people to share their stories or even come on here, it's amazing. So, Kristen, we've known each other for, you know, a couple weeks now. Now, you listen to another podcast. It was another lady that came in and talked a little bit about her life, but you felt it was very important that you came in and maybe shared some of your hardships that you've had in the past. Some of the things that have really made you the way you are today. I mean, you, you have improved your life, I guess is the best way to put it. And you have done it through a social media channels. You've done Instagram. You're really getting to be a big influencer on TikTok, and I, th- I think that's important. I, and we're going to talk a little bit about the message that you have conveyed or you're trying to convey. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you felt the podcast would be a good opportunity for you to kind of tell your story. Um, well, honestly, I think there's a lot of unhealed people out in the world. And when I was going through my journey, which I'll share as we go along, um, I didn't have an outlet and I thought I was the only one going through, you know, their healing phase or rediscovering yourself or reinventing yourself or finding yourself after a divorce or after a breakup. You think you're the only person going through that until you start to realize you're not. And there were people who shared their stories that touched me and they actually helped me. So it was almost like, why am I not sharing my story with these people? So if I can connect with strangers and people I don't even know, why not? And it's like I'm reaching people who I know growing up that I never thought had the same issues that I had because most people like to hide their feelings or they're closet hoarders is what you call them, basically. You know, nobody likes to look at their self in the mirror and face their problems head on or address the issues that they have within themselves. So... It makes you vulnerable, but I think vulnerability is also powerful. So if if I can share my message and just help one or two people and share my story, then that's worth it for me. Yeah. So I think, you know, you coming and, and, and talking to myself and, and you you really have been doing this for a, a little while now. You you've got a pretty good social media following. I think that whole thing. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you found out that there's people out there, a lot of them that really need somebody to maybe give them a pep talk every now and then, or give them a little bit of inspiration. How have you felt that? I mean, do people message you and contact you? It gives me goosebumps because all the time I probably, in the beginning, I would only get like one to two a week, but now I probably get four to five messages a day just from people on Instagram. A lot of them come from TikTok. Just the comments that I get on my TikToks, 
are empowering enough. And it's also a daily reminder for me and it it helps keep me in check with the with the messages that I'm relaying because I'm reminding myself of those messages. You know, you are strong, you are powerful, you will get through it. Like your your healing journey doesn't really end. You know, it's it's always there's always something after you think that you've reached one part of your healing. So there's always new doors that open up. And I've learned that you really do have one life to live. So if you waste it sitting in complacency, like it's really not going to get you anywhere besides just being complacent. Yeah. And that kills, you know? No, I understand. And a lot of people, you know, we just getting to know you on the podcast here. So a lot of people are like, what makes you different? Why, why, what, what's your story? What, why did you have such a hard time? Why are you where you're at? Fill us in on that. So I, I always grew up being very self-sufficient. I was always independent. I took care of myself. Um, I got married at a young age. I had my first son when I was 18. So I look at it as I always was in survival mode. I never, back then, I didn't realize, I never prioritized myself. I never was living my life for me. I lived my life around everyone. I lived my life for everybody else around me. So I came second before everybody, but that was my sense of normal. And in my mind, that was normal because my needs, I was fulfilling my own needs. I wasn't worried about having somebody else fulfill them. So I kind of just was like I said, focused on living in just survival mode. That's where I was at. Um, Uber independent. I didn't need anybody to help me, not even my husband. It was one of those things like, give me that, I can do it. Um, Never had asked for help. I was always the person that people came to when they needed advice or if they needed help. I never really had a person that I could go to to give me advice or I never had a friend that I needed to check me when I was maybe you know, falling off my rocker a little bit. I was always able to pick myself up and give me all of the things that I thought were fulfilling to me, Um, emotionally, spiritually, just even as a friend. So I became my own best friend. I became my own partner. I became my own everything. I sort of shut out the entire world and lived like that for 30 years uh, until one day, I woke up and I just decided that that was just not okay anymore because it wasn't working. Yeah. When did you have that aha moment, right? Yeah. Well, the aha moment for me really was when I had my second son and I, um, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I own an insurance agency. And at the time I was working from home and I was trying to take care of a newborn baby while also raising my first son, while also trying to keep my household together and keep things running as smoothly as possible. Um, So when I had my second son, I realized that I can't do all of this on my own because adding one more thing to my plate is what shattered my entire kitchen. Um, I remember I was doing the dishes one day and that's when it hit me and I called my mom and I said, mom, I think I'm broken. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I think something's wrong with me. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I can't do this on my own anymore. So that's when I started sort of reaching out for help, Um, just in a sense, reaching out for help in a sense where I needed some, just sort of some like positive reinforcement or some emotional backing. But because everybody in my life was so used to me not needing that, nobody knew how to help me. 
So I couldn't be a good partner to my husband. I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could be a good mom to my kids because at that point I lost all of my self-confidence, all of my independence. I lost everything that made Kristen, Kristen was completely gone. So I lost my entire identity within like a six week span. And then I started to just spiral until I realized like, I do need to ask for help. So I started just reaching out to family members. I um, started reaching out to therapists. And then I really had to sit down and reflect. And it's like, okay, what happened? What got you here? And what do you need to do to make yourself feel whole again? Because being losing my independence and losing my confidence and losing all of those things that I had been my entire life was one of the most difficult things I had ever been through, ever. So obviously you got to that aha moment. You figured out, hey, listen, I've got to make some changes. I've got to do things different. How does the next day look? Like, I mean, is it that is it that drastic or is it that certain that I've got to change now? Did you go seek counseling or did you go get some help or? It was, yes, it was one of those, when I knew something, because for me, I to recognize that something was wrong with me, that was enough for me to know something was wrong. So the next day I did, um, you know, reach out and I did start to seek help in forms of therapy, but I also reflected on, okay, what else do I need to do? So I joined a gym um, and that made me feel better because, you know, after having a baby, you lose a lot of confidence and I couldn't really be a supportive wife. I couldn't be any of those things because I... I had nothing to give myself. So how can I give other people things around me the love they need if I lost all the love that I had for myself, which I never really had from the beginning, but I didn't realize that until I started reflecting on these things. So yeah, I, um, I reached out to a therapist, started doing that. Um, I did that in, in privacy because I was not embarrassed or ashamed, but because the people around me didn't really understand why I needed it because they still weren't sure why I wasn't able to handle the situation that I was in. And I was still trying to understand it myself. So the gym really helped. I started reading a lot of self-help books, just doing things that started to make me happy. And then once I started gaining that self-confidence back, realities just started slapping me in the face left and right. It was one of those, I allowed people to not necessarily treat me a certain way, but I realized that I never set boundaries for myself because I lived my life around other people, but I never considered that, you know, I should be allowed to have those same things in return. You know, I shouldn't have to fill my own cup by myself all of the time. So I just, I never set boundaries for the people around me that I loved. I just was a giver and a nurturer by nature. Yeah, so things just started slapping me left and right in the face where it's like, no, I don't have to accept that. I don't have to allow this. Like there are things that I'm allowed to ask for, things that I required to be whole. Like if I'm giving you X, Y, and Z, I would like ABC. So so what do you think got you to that point where you, I guess, in quotes, like rock bottom, you know? I mean, you said you, you know, your husband relationship, did you? I think you talk about it and we'll talk a little bit about your social media yeah. um, exposure and your influence that you've had on several people. But what was that rock bottom moment? I mean, was it that day you were doing the dishes or was it a combination of things? It was a combination of things. So it definitely was the day I realized that I 
lost complete control of myself where I didn't know who I was anymore. And then um, because I had I was married for 12 years and my husband was not used to me not being so strong and independent because that's sort of what our relationship was built on. So when I started to change, and it was sort of organically, like I had no control of the change that I was going through because it just it was just a journey that I had started. And unfortunately, it was just not something he could understand or sort of follow along with because we were so set in our ways. And that was one of the hardest days of my life was telling him that I wanted a divorce because I knew deep down that he he did love me and I loved him, but I think together we just were not right for each other um, because he had different visions and I had different goals and I was just on this new journey that I couldn't even explain to him because I really wasn't sure where it was taking me, but I knew that I was, I just felt stuck and I needed room. It was, it's like that saying, what is it? Like spread your wings and fly. I needed to be able to just let my wings out to fly that had been hidden for so long because I knew that I was always meant for so much more, not necessarily in my relationship, but just in my life in general. And it it was not fair for me to disregard his feelings when it came to that. But it's also, I also realized that it wasn't fair for me to continue to hold back on the dreams and the aspirations and the things that I wanted for myself just to satisfy somebody else. Yeah, no, I got it. And you, and you said that you have like a huge entrepreneurial spirit. So you, you really have that. And I think in our in our discussion before you were like, "Hey, listen, I've got some things that I want to accomplish, and I really need you to be on board with that." And that maybe wasn't there as much as you'd like it to, right? Right. And Correct. he was he was very supportive when I did open my business. Um, he wasn't as hands on as I wish he would have been, but that's where I reflect too on. It's one of those things when you go through the whole healing process, you sort of have to look yourself in the mirror and it said, "What could have you done differently to make this work?" I could have asked him to be a little bit more supportive or more hands-on. Had I done that, maybe things would have been differently. Maybe he did want to be more involved and it's just not something he was able to express. They were all moments that I, I enjoyed sharing with him. But yes, it just... Um, I understand because obviously when you're married, you both have to kind of be on the same page, right? right? And that support, and I can <laughs> I can tell you, you know, I've been married a couple of times, but... I can tell you that, it, you know, you want that other person to kind of think how you're thinking in that direction right. and not be there for you and understand like, hey, I'm going to be working 12 hours today. So you kind of need to understand why. Right. And it's not about the money. I, I would I would say that being an entrepreneur is not necessarily about the money. Yeah. It's about the cha- challenge of being successful in the things that you do, I think. Yeah. Me personally. It's your, it's your time. It's your... It's your everything. So getting somebody who doesn't necessarily have that mindset as 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 far on as I do, it's difficult to get them to be on board with it or understand your vision or and see where you're going with it. I mean, he did support me, but it was it was kind of like, okay. You know, like just see how that goes. Where in my head it's like, no, I'm going to do this. Like this right. is what I'm going to do. Right. With or without anybody's support. And that's where I guess one of my biggest flaws was was just allowing allowing that. So when I was fully zoned in on something that I was doing, I tuned out the world around me and I didn't care about the background noise because I just was so laser focused on what I was doing 
so none of my needs or my voids were were being met. And I, again, like I said, it goes back to me not having boundaries for myself and what I needed and what I required and things that I should have said that could have possibly changed the course of, of my relationship and the direction that things, you know, the direction things went. Yeah. And, and I know when you're in that entrepreneur spirit that you're, you're like laser focused, I get that way. And I, everything else is kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that later, but you got to have somebody that understands that. And I'm not saying that your husband didn't, but that's like a whole, whole different world where you get in that feeling like, listen, I'm, I'm my brain doesn't stop. Right. I'm, I've got ideas and it's not like I'm trying to be rich. I'm not trying to yeah. make money, but it's an idea that I think would be cool. And, you know, just it's, and I, and I always go back to the point and, and we discussed it before. It's like, if you're having fun to me, it's not work. It's kind of like that for me. I mean, I'm just yeah. like, I, you know, cause I retired, I've been, I retired after 31 years in law enforcement and I have a pretty good sized brokerage, real estate. I have mm-hmm. 50 agents, Tampa here. I have a really cool hobby doing the podcast, things like that, you know, which, which, which we do translate that into, you know, yeah. some, some funding that comes in but the reality is i get to meet people cool people yeah. talk to people have fun and and to me that's that's good and people yeah. that you're with gotta gotta understand that that's kind of the things you like to do let's yes. talk a little bit about social media right social media and it gets a real bad rap i have a lot of fun with it people yes. think i'm crazy and silly and this is all kind of wrapped around the same thing yeah. and it gets a bad rap but you have found sharing in social media you have found some platforms that have worked for you and have gotten you pretty excited and you are i would say you're an up-and-coming influencer because you have a lot of followers i do yes so it's a platform i'm growing i started on tiktok and it was just a generic video that i made and it was just the day that my divorce was finalized i kind of sat down and made myself dinner and i just recorded a very intimate moment of myself and i think the authenticity of that video so many not even just women but women and men related to that it just it gives me goosebumps because in a world where you think you're alone in that journey where it's like you just chose to change your entire life and reinvent yourself and start over so it's like what now you know but it what now everything there's no limit to what you can do now So I started with that, um, and then I started sharing just sort of my healing process throughout it. Some of the videos, um, you know, because going through divorce sucks, and there was a lot of things that went on back and forth behind the scenes. So you get to see the journey from when my divorce was finalized, and then when I was having bad days, I made TikToks of that. Like, there's a TikTok where... I was listening to a song and I didn't think it would make me cry and I just got very emotional. So I share how divorce is hard, but how you can get through it as long as you remind yourself that you chose this, you know, your future is bright. You do deserve the life that you want. You do deserve the love that you deserve. Um, There's just so many things. It's, you don't have to settle. You don't, you can prioritize yourself over your husband and your children because your happiness is the most important thing to make anybody else around you happy. And so many women and men, I don't want to say fail to realize that, but it's almost like they're fearful of what happens if they do that. But my my biggest thing is if you don't take that jump, how are you going to know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. How are yeah. you going to know where life's going to take you if you yeah. don't? 
if you're not happy where you are and you don't choose to change your life, you only have one life. So if you don't choose to change it, um, it just doesn't make sense. And that's on my TikTok I do. I try to do every Wednesdays. It's called the three C's. Now's the time to take care of our sponsors. This episode of the 239 Uncensored Podcast is proudly sponsored by Florida Pro Realty. If you are buying, selling, renting, or in need of property management, please give us a call or visit our website at www.floridaprorealty.com. Thank you to our sponsors. We're back. It's basically like choices and changes. So you have the choice to make a change. So, and I talk, I go live on there um, and we just have, we just have conversations. So it's like, if you made this choice, what made you decide to make this choice? Because what change are you looking for? Right. So, and most people are scared of that because it's, it all starts with a choice. So if you don't choose to change something in your life, it's always going to remain the same. So I want to use my social media platform, especially my TikTok, just to sort of empower people that I know things, it's scary. However, it's not the end of your world, you know, you're not going to die. The sun will come up the, the next day. The sun will come up. You right. might feel lost for so long. Um, and then I would always get questions on people asking me, you know, like, well, how did you do that? Well, it starts with just very small things. Like if you're depressed, because that's that's part of the whole process, you're going to feel like you lost your family. Your whole dynamic changes. Now you're home alone. You're sh sharing time with your kids. And you might be, you're used to being with your kids all the time. So in your free time... I just learned to, first thing, I, I would wake up every day and I started making my bed. Just small things. That's big. Yeah, and I worked <laughs> I worked from home. So it's like one if I wasn't feeling well one day, I would get up and just do my hair. Just something that would make me feel good. Um, I started buying myself flowers because if I, it just a, it's a really great form of self-love to gift yourself things that maybe you would want from somebody else, but you need to be able to provide yourself the things that you require from somebody else first in order for you to even be a happy with yourself or be make, make anybody else or add to somebody's happiness because you shouldn't be the definition of somebody else's happiness. You need to be your own happiness, but be, be able to add to theirs in order for your relationship to be successful. When you were, still in a relationship, still married, did you feel that you had to make your people, the people around you happy? Yes. Yeah. Was that, a, like was that a hard job to do? Um, no, because it came naturally uh, in a sense, because I had been doing that from a very young age. So it was almost like. But you felt responsible for their happiness. Maybe, yes. Right? I felt yeah, responsible yeah. for everybody's happiness except for my own. Yeah, I that. And that was in my aha moment. I'm like, well, who's making me happy besides me? You know, it's, it was one of those things where, yeah, I did feel yeah. responsible. And now I don't anymore. I really don't. You talked about a little bit about the social media where you seem like Wednesday, you come in, you do something on social media, TikTok preferably, right? Correct. Yes. When you're sitting there, does it just like hit you like, all right, let's do a TikTok post or you, do you have a planning process for that? I usually plan out that I uh, want to record eight videos a week. So sometimes I'll record them based on the trending sounds or whatever works on my page specifically. I don't always know what I'm going to write on them because I'm not inspired at the moment. But when I am inspired, I'll write, 
I have a notebook that I carry around all the time. So anytime I'm feeling inspired by something or an idea comes to my head or maybe I just experienced something um, or had a conversation with somebody that I took some information from, I'll write it down and that's what I'll use on my post. So my TikToks, they, some of them are funny, but they're also very, like the message behind them is also very relatable. So if you go through the comment section on them, it's like people relate to it. And it's, I try to keep it light and not as like, you know, like with the sad music yeah, in the right, background, right, you know, right. trying to share a positive yeah. message, but also like keep it informative to where they know, like, don't accept this. Don't allow this. Like love yourself first before you can love anybody else. Like make sure you fill your cup up first. So somebody, my biggest thing is you're not going to miss what's meant for you. And I've learned that you're, you're never going to miss something that is meant to find you or meant to be with you. And that's very difficult for a lot of people to understand. And it was very hard for me to understand too, because you're, you're lonely and you think, you know, I have two kids. No one's going to want me. I'm divorced, this and that. But it's like, that's just stuff people tell you. Like those are their fears and their judgments being projected onto you, but that's not reality. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine that. So, I a couple of your TikToks. So, dating, how's that? Yeah, because I've watched on your TikTok, you kind of like make fun of that. You're like not really in a big hurry to do that, right? Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Dating is, um, it's one of it's, it's something that I'm least interested in right now. I think because I'm still working on sort of discovering myself and I have all of these things going on and these dreams and these aspirations that I want to continue to chase. And I'm just having, and that fun. would be a distraction. It would be a distraction. <laughs> and and dis distractions are fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, um, I'm just enjoying my time being alone and being able to do whatever I want and go wherever I want. And I don't have to worry about texting somebody, you know, Hey, sorry, I forgot. I fell asleep last night. I couldn't text you this morning. Right. You know, just that pressure, the, that pressure. So just the freedom of, being in my own space on my own time, I'm just enjoying that for, I don't know how long, but it seems like it's going to be a while. Oh, wow. <laughs> so real quick, a couple things. What does, what does go heal, right? Go heal and then come back. What does that, what does that yeah, mean? So Cause that's kind of like one yeah, of your thing, right? On TikTok. So that's my, my motto or my tagline, I guess you can say that I'm starting to use for everything. Go heal and come back basically means Literally what it means, go heal and come back. So it's one of those things where you, if you're not healed and you haven't dealt with your past traumas or your, maybe you're, you have trust issues or you just got out of a bad relationship and you're already looking for the next thing. In reality, all you're doing is bringing all of those toxic traits and those, those demons and those everything that hurt you, you're bringing that into your next relationship. So if you don't actually look those traumas in the face and you don't look yourself in the mirror and actually sit down and do the work and actually love yourself and forgive those people who did those things to you and also forgive yourself for allowing them and forgive yourself for playing a part in those roles, you need to go heal and then come back. Because if you can't heal from all of those things, you have no business being out here in the dating world because you might meet somebody who is healed, but then now you're bringing all of your toxic energy into that relationship and you're going to continue that toxic cycle and wonder why you can't find anybody. But it's because you have, you still have so much shadow work to do and you have so much self-reflection to do that you need to go heal before you can come back out into this world and be the person that you're meant to be and find the right person for you. 
and that's with anything I'm with careers, with relationships, just with all of that. And I, and I noticed you use like a lot of phrases and a lot of, you know, things that you have probably read. What's the one, maybe one book, one thing that you have seen that has the biggest impact on you? Oh my God. You probably got a few of them, right? I do. Um, so there's actually this book, it's called um, Single on Purpose. I can't think of the author, but I have it here. Um, that book, I would have to pick up, read it, and then put it down because the things that they say in there, it just, the revelations, and he speaks to you like you're just sort of at coffee. Like if you feel like you're having a conversation with somebody across the table. As you're reading. Yeah, as you're reading it. And he just, he just keeps it so real. Um, you know, from his perspective and he shares cause he was, he's a therapist, um, who turned life coach who would interview people and he just would ask them the smallest questions that made them reflect on themselves. And it's just like, well, why do you feel like you have to make everybody happy? Why? Like, why do you have to do that? And it's just like, well, why, why do I have to do that? You know, what is, I don't have to do that. And they're like, what are you, what do you do for yourself? What does your self-love look like? What is your love language? What do you require? Like, how do you make yourself happy? So yeah, it was a very, it was a very hard read, but it was a very eye-opening read. So I have to say that, that was a book that probably opened my eyes to a lot of things. Interesting. Interesting. So let's, let's talk last thing here. What's next? Uh, for Kristen Herrera, the world, you know, it's, um, so obviously I'm building my TikTok platform. I'm growing my Instagram platform. And basically I just want to continue sharing the message and create a safe space for women and men to feel comfortable sharing their stories. So while this is going, um, I'm going to be starting a blog here soon. Um, again, just to sort of create a safe space and share a little bit more of my story in detail, because there's so many people that do relate to certain situations. Um, I have merchandise that will be available. Go heal and come back. That's like a big, um, you know, even when me and my friends talk about stuff, we're like, sir, go heal and come back. Like that's <laughs> just like one of the things that we say to each other. Um, I want to create like journals um, because that was a huge I could just see, see you're, you're out on a date and some guys start to get a little bit silly and you're like, go heal and come back. And I really would do that. If, if you know me in real life, that is something I absolutely would judge. Like, sir, don't come back because we do not have time for this. Like, let me direct you to my like, TikTok page box and get some help. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, there's just um, so many things. And then after that, it, you know, maybe some women's workshops and like, or women and men just sort of, I want to be able to create a space where people can just speak about their stories and feel comfortable and not be embarrassed or ashamed that you went through something because people look at that as a failure, but what does failure mean to you? Failure to me is just another opportunity to do something different. It's a, if I learned something from it and I grew from it, then I don't consider that a failure. I consider that a, a lesson well-learned. More like a chapter in life. Yeah. It's just a chapter. It's just another chapter, chapter and it's, they go heal and come back. We are just turning. It's almost an entire new book. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it could be. That's a good way to put yeah. it too. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for you know reaching out. It's so good to have like young, bright people in our community that can come and share this stuff. So uh, you know, it's it's great to have you on. It's yeah. been it's Thank been a you pleasure. So much for having you. Yeah. Fun. Good good discussion. You're always welcome to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always good. So 
We're going to take it out, and we always do a little fist bump after 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. A little fist bump. Thanks, Kristen, for coming in. Woo! Having a good time. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.